the University of Essex podcast, your non-stop shop to learn about our research, hear genuine student experiences, and to get all your questions answered. Welcome to Understanding University, the ultimate uni podcast. My name is Karina and I am a collaborative outreach assistant at the University of Essex and I work closely with our Aspire and Aspire Higher programs. And my name is Katie and I also work for the outreach team alongside Karina at the university. If you have any questions about any topics we discuss, please use the hashtag UnderstandingUni on Twitter or you can email outreach at essex.ac.uk. We know that many parents and guardians have thousands of questions when a young person begins their journey towards higher education. Throughout our series, we have discussed a variety of aspects of university life and heard from students and lecturers at the University of Essex. But today we want to focus on what the journey is like from the parent and guardian perspective. So with us today, we have a special guest, Teresa, who is a parent of a current student at university. Um, So please, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? as well. Hi, my name's uh, Teresa um, and I work at the University of Essex. I work at the business school um, and my son started off at another university but has is now in his second year here at Essex and uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Lovely. Welcome to the podcast, Teresa. So um, what we're going to do is just go back a couple of years and briefly discuss the process um, to perhaps when your son was at college or sixth form. Um, And this is because our listeners um, uh, who have young people currently in school or college might find this really helpful in helping with their young person's um, journey in the next few months and years. So um, if you could just sort of imagine yourself few years ago um so when when did your son initially make that decision to go to university yeah they had a lot of discussions in secondary school um his secondary school have a lot of visits from different universities um and they went to some careers fairs as well and then at the sixth form college they had visits um from a number of universities uh his mind was made up by then yeah, he he was like, this is what I want to do. And although I had applied to university myself, I never actually went. So it's something I've still got to do. <laughs> I've just not got around oh. to it yet. <laughs> oh, wow. that, that's so nice. He was sort of set and, and new from yeah. school, college. That's great. And and perhaps because you were looking into applying as well, maybe you had an idea of the process. How did you aid him um, with that process? Well, was it a case of, um, did he know what course? Did he know what university? Yeah, he did. From the age of four, <laughs> he's always been mad on history and has always wanted to go and visit castles all over the, <laughs> all over the place. Um, so, yeah, his history was his favourite, favourite subject. Um, so, yeah, it was without a doubt that's what he'd be doing. But, you know, I speak to a lot of young people in my job and, and I've also done some mentoring at um, a secondary school. And I know it's not always easy for young people to decide what path they want to go down. So I often have a chat with them. I say, well, you know, what is it you really enjoy? You know, we find often the students that pick courses just because they think it's going to earn them the most money or or that's what they're really good at. That's fine. But you've also got to enjoy it. 
if you don't particularly like it, but someone else is telling you, oh, you must do that, you're, you are going, you may well struggle with it. So we say do something you find interesting, you know, and you will find it a lot easier. Yeah, you're going to have times when you really hate it. <laughs> but if on the whole you find it a really interesting subject or, you know, an area to, to look at, then, you know, you're halfway there. So... Yeah. That's that's really lovely. And the fact that he knew that he wanted to study history from such a young age um, is really great. And yeah, I agree completely. You've got to definitely study something that you enjoy and are passionate about. Um, you're taking hold of your, your education um, and it's going to be your responsibility. So doing something that you are passionate about is is definitely something you want to do um so in terms of choosing his university then um because he knew what course he wanted to do um how did you help him decide on a university or, or were you even a part of that that process yeah i mean he, he looked he had quite a lot of uh, you know ucas and and stuff online was all sort of helpful so he looked at who offered the courses um, you know, he, he knew he wasn't going to get top marks. So there was obviously some universities that he felt were out for him. But I have um, relatives. I'm helping to apply for stuff at the moment, as we see. Um, and they, you know, are expected to get, you know, A's and A stars. So obviously they may have different choices and that's perfectly fine, you know. Often students say, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to do that well and I won't be able to go to Oxford and Cambridge. You know, Oxford and Cambridge isn't the big one of everything. So, um, yeah, he, you know, he looked at ones that, that would take it, the grades that he was expected to get. So, yeah, that's, that's how we started. Um, and we went from there, really. Oh, great. That's, yeah, that's a really important point to make as well, is that um, when you're looking at your choices, you, you do want to look at the entry requirements. You want to see what's going to be realistic for you. And it sounds like you were very supportive in that, in that part of the process. So um, thank you for that, Teresa. I've got another question for you. Um, and that's in terms of terminology was there anything that you came across during the process I know obviously you work in a university and have looking at applying yourself um, but do you think that there's anything you'd you'd want um, our listeners to to be aware of or um, maybe something some tricky HE terminology that you uh, came across and and might be worth sharing with our listeners today quite a bit <laughs> but it's, it's try, trying to hard to remember what what they were really I suppose I mean things even things like people say well what's a module so you know that that's a course you know that sort of covers a particular topic or subject area um SU is another one student union so that's here at Essex we've got our own brilliant and unique student union other universities belong to the national union of students um, but our issue is is the best <laughs> and you know that they, they but if you're going to i would say to any parent if you're going to a university you know ask if you're not sure you know the people you meet whether it's here at essex or another university they're all very helpful and you know that they'll explain something you can ask well what does that mean you know so yeah don't be frightened to ask we always say that 
you know, part of the job I do is meeting people at open days. Um, and I will say, you know, have you got any questions? And, and yeah, we get asked all sorts of weird and wonderful things, but we say, no, that's fine. That's what we're here for. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I think one um, popular one that I sort of, I don't know, I, I didn't really think about it this way, but I started getting asked a lot of questions about what does undergraduate and postgraduate mean? Because even those sort of things people were unfamiliar with and then sort of even just explaining something as, well, what seems so simple to us after like going through university education, but essentially it just means for all of our listeners, um, undergraduate means a course that you would study before. So as like the first sort of course that you would pick up at universities and then postgraduate is any sort of course that you would do after you've completed an initial degree at university. Um, so that's the only difference. That's why it's undergraduate. You're sort of like before and then post is after you graduate that's how you visualize it but yeah i think there's so many out there but definitely definitely agree with you just ask there's no harm in asking there's loads of support available um but yeah um schools and colleges will be able to provide guidance support for students when exploring their options um and then going through the application process too. Um, at the university, we have also been providing parent information, webinars for parents, carers, guardians, uh, with prospective students to find out everything they need or want to know. Um, so they can sort of best support their young person. Um, see what's on offer at universities too, as they all have resources and guidance to support not only students, but teachers, advisors, uh, parents, carers and guardians, everyone really. Um, in terms of parent, carer, guardian support, what was your involvement in the application process and student finance? Well, actually, he had a lot of support from his sixth form college, um, but I, I know from, obviously, I've spoken to lots of people, not all schools and, and sixth forms do support their young people, um, but a lot of, there is a lot of help on the UCAS websites, um, and I know on our own Essex website, we have some really good things like hints and tips on personal statements and, you know, um, stuff like that. But yeah, there is, there is a lot of help out on the UCAS website. If, if anyone's sort of finding that a young person's not getting the support in, you know, in their particular establishment. But yeah, we, we didn't help a lot. Most of the help we gave was with the student finance forms. One suggestion I would make there is if your income comes from various sources, our student with both public sector workers, um, you have some idea of your income and your, your outgoings and also be aware that, you know, if your income is above a certain level, your person, young person's student finance not going to cover all their expenses. So you're going to need to think about that. Um, a lot of parents are quite got to stop, you know, together you know how, how are you going to fund that shortfall you know is there others that can help out in the family or extended family or you know is there any scholarships or grants you could go for or does the student themselves need to get work you know I, I've got some young relatives who are looking at taking a year out um, next year and they're just going to work you know they've they're going to go full-time in their current part-time jobs and save up for a year like mad. But that doesn't suit everyone. You know, some people are, oh, if I drop out for a year, I'm not going to be able to get back into studying. But, yeah, that's that's 
something that's very important, I think. I mean, luckily, my, my son's gap was quite small, so we were able to cover that ourselves. Yeah, and I actually took a gap year because I was worried about having enough um, money to support me. But it, it is possible. You can you can get a part-time job whilst you're at uni. Um, I did that as well. Um, it was a great experience. And um, having a part-time job um, when you work for your university as well, they're very good at um, accommodating you and, and knowing that you need to study, but also earn some money. So they work around your your lectures and things um but it is possible like you said have a gap year or um speak to your family and friends and just have a have an idea about that income when you are going through that process is um yeah it is something to to think about yeah i definitely agree with that thanks for that katie um i also wanted to ask you another question um did you or your son know much about clearing while going through the initial sort of application process um, yeah, only because that's part of the day job for me. <laughs> I've helped a few people through clearing, you know, friends and, and family who know that I obviously know about it. Um, yeah, so he did know about it, but he, he was lucky and got the, you know, the grades that he needed for his place. Um, so he didn't have to go through clearing. So for our listeners who haven't heard of clearing before it's basically a process where universities and colleges fill any places that they still have left on their courses so this usually happens from results day they will allow you to call them up and inquire about whether they have any spaces left on their course and this is great for students who perhaps didn't get the results that they were hoping for on results day and maybe they didn't meet the conditions of the place that they were hoping for um, and you can then inquire at a university um, that you maybe hadn't applied to before and see if they have a space. This is great for those that maybe didn't meet the requirements or got, or got the results they were hoping for, but also students who maybe hadn't even considered going to university at all. So if you hadn't originally applied, um, you, can, you can call up when clearing opens and um, you could make an application there and then. You would obviously still need to meet certain requirements, um, but that would be processed by the admissions team at the university. Um, for more information about clearing, you can go to the UCAS website, but we also at the University of Essex have um, created a podcast episode specifically about clearing. This was during last summer, um, so you might need to take a look back through the University of Essex playlists. Um, but the admissions team um, who deal with clearing have provided a very helpful podcast episode to help um, students like you who are not sure what clearing is and have maybe never thought about it or even considered it before. So definitely take a look at that. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for that, Katie. Um, and I just have one more question for you before I pass on to Katie. Um, did you attend any open days? And if so, what did you actually do at the open days? Uh, well, I went to, we went to five of them. <laughs> um, we looked at everything. We got a feel for the campus, what the lecturers were like, asked questions of the lecturers, even, you know, what the accommodation was like, proximity to, you know, public transport, any other amenities, how easy would it be to get home if they wanted to come home at the weekend, you know, it, it 
some students want that, others may not see their parents all year. <laughs> they don't live that far away. But it depends on, on your student. You know, you'll you'll get some that find it a bit difficult, want to come home, others that know if they come home they won't want to go back again. So, you know, you, you've got to think about all these things really. But um yeah, we and they were all quite different. Thank you. Um I think some students aren't uh, possibly aware that you can, as a student, attend an open day on your own. I went to a couple on my own um, because there wasn't anyone at the time available to come with me. Um, but if you want your parent, care or guardian to come with you on the day, it's nice sometimes to have someone to, to, to spend the day with. But there will be lots of student ambassadors there to help on the day. So um, you won't get lost <laughs> or um, and there'll be plenty of people to ask questions. Um, but having a parent care or guardian there is sometimes nice to to share the experience um, and share with them as well what you like about that university when you're when you're visiting it. Um, so, yeah, that's fantastic, as well as um as face-to-face -face open days, lots of universities are now offering virtual ones as well. So students can spend their, spend an evening just exploring a university on, on Google um, and then they can sort of pass it over to their parent care or guardian as well. It's quite nice. You can just say, oh, can you just have a look at this for me? I, I quite like look, the look of this university. And um, within the next half an hour, you've already looked at a whole campus without even moving your feet so <laughs> that's quite that's quite good that we have that now but I would definitely recommend if you get the opportunity to go on to a campus um it, it's it's great because you can really get a feel for whether that that place is for you I also just want to reiterate that it's okay for parents carers guardians to navigate this journey with their young person um together especially if you're a guardian who hasn't been to university before and you'd perhaps don't know very much about it that's absolutely fine talk to your young person or talk to their um, teachers advisors at their school or college um, or maybe do the open days together like I mentioned earlier or go and visit the campus um, virtually together um, and yeah it's definitely something you could you could experience um, together what was the living experience like for your son? I'm aware that he initially experienced moving out of home and, and now he commutes. And what was this like? I mean, he went somewhere else for his first year, but he had a few problems there. Um, and then so decided to move back home. Um, and he's been here and, and at Essex ever since. And he feels he, he's had a lot better support here. Um, that he did at his previous university. I won't say the name. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know other people that have gone to the university he did and, and have done, done really well. So I don't know, you know, everyone does have a, a different experience. But, um, yeah, you know, he's, he's really enjoying the opportunities he's having and meeting different people. And, yeah, he's, he's enjoying it. Lovely. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because obviously not every university experience goes as according to plan, but it's important to share how you're feeling at that moment. And obviously for your son, it was important to say, actually, this isn't quite right. And that's absolutely fine. And now obviously he's on a much better um, journey um, and and university experience, which is really great to hear. Um, so when, when he initially moved out and went to his first um, university, what 
What was the move out day like? Um, I'm assuming that he'd been living with you up until that point. And then um, how was that as a parent? Uh, it was strange. It was it was a bit sad, but also a nice thing because it was like, oh, this is the next chapter, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd say on the day he prepared for tears. <laughs> uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't me so much. It was his uh, siblings. Um, yeah, and I'd say, you know, allow lots of time, maybe if you can afford it or you know, it's physically possible, you know, whoever's taking them can could maybe stay somewhere nearby overnight um, because then that, that means you can help, you know, go to supermarket. There's one just the other side of the campus, you know, or, you know, for anything else they need or was missing from, you know, their accommodation. Um, and I would say don't spend lots of money on expensive kitchenware, towels, because they get wrecked or <laughs> go <I'm> missing. <laughs> <laughs> he did come home with some towels. I don't know who they belonged to because they weren't the ones he left with. <laughs> but he was in a house of boys. So <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, I would sort of say that. And please, please make sure your student can cook. The amount of students we talk to that, <laughs> that are spending their money on takeaways um, because they don't know how to cook. Um, you know, even a few dishes or something. Mm. Um, also, that they know how to use a washing machine. <gasps> and they know how to shop. Uh, you know, we've come across a few of our students who've really struggled with this. And it, it does affect their well-being, their mental health. Because, you know, it, they're sort of, they feel like they've been thrown in and, oh, my God, you know, mum and dad or, or my carer, you know, whoever's always done everything, all of a sudden, you know, oh, it was, there's not magic toilet roll or, you know, there's not magic. The freeze, fridge doesn't fill up magically. So, yeah, I would say, <laughs> please just do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love that you've mentioned that because I was about to ask you as well. Did you get any um, sort of text messages within the first few weeks saying like, how, do, how does this washing machine work and how do I cook this? Because I definitely was contacting my parents within the first few weeks probably went on for the first year actually just confirming things with them to say like is this the right is this what I need to do is this is this what I'm doing but um yeah did you did you get anything like that from your son no my mum did give him an ironing lesson though because <laughs> she's better at ironing than me so. <laughs> but he did say he wasn't going to iron anything anyway so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he did have an ironing lesson. <laughs> but he could cook anyway. He'd done food tech for GCSE and he likes cooking. So I knew he'd be totally fine with that. So, yeah, I did show him how to use the washing machine. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think he, he coped better than some of his flatmates did. I know that. And he did the cooking a few times. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I, I think it's important to note that Everything and all of these experiences will sort of differ depending on sort of your young person and how far they move away and how close they live. And, you know, all of these experiences are going to be very different because I know um, some students, when I moved into my university accommodation, um, some people came from really far away. So unfortunately, their families couldn't drop them off. Uh, mine did because we lived super local. Like I was just up in East London and moved to the Colchester campus at University of Essex. So my 
parents did bring me down and we did a whole food shop together and everything. So all of these experiences will obviously differ um, for student to student. So it's just important to remember that and not put any sort of pressure on yourself to think that it's supposed to go some sort of one specific way. Um but just to reflect on sort of the whole of this experience, um, has the process of all of this had any effects on your relationship with your child and were there any sort of challenges along the way? Um, I think it is because, as I said earlier, you're moving to that next step and it's, yeah, it's realising that, the you know, they are an adult now and, and I know we've spoken to parents that sometimes struggled with that. No, they're, they're an adult. They, they need to make their own decisions, you know, how, no matter how much you want them not to. <laughs> you know, just support them, you know, find out, just say, oh, how's it going? You know, do you need anything? And you can say that whether you're on the other side of the world or, or, or not, you know. I know some of our parents that we've talked to that come in, you know, they're not in the same country, whatever, you know, just, just, you know, it's so much easier to, to be in contact nowadays as well. Um, you know, just say, oh, have you, what have you learned this week? Anything interesting? And, you know, just sort of try and kick off some sort of, you know, discussion. Um, I mean, what you said earlier about if, if you, you know, you fit, you know, that's excellent. What you said about, that everyone has a different experience. Um, and I would say to parents, if you're not able to drop your child off, don't worry. You know, our student union are brilliant. They pick people up from airports. You know, they organise some events so people can get to know each other, you know. And, and on moving day, there's lots of people. People come and volunteer to help out on moving day, you know, members of staff so that, you know, people can ask questions or if they're a bit stuck, you know, we, we really try and support our, our students so, you know, they're, they're not to sort of be worried. And I know other universities do that as well. So definitely. Yeah. And I really agree with what you said earlier that it doesn't really matter where you are, if you're halfway across the world or not. We have such great technology around us nowadays that we can sort of meet up, even though it is virtually, it is still face to face through things like Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, any of those things. Um, so definitely using those sort of opportunities to still have a conversation um, and check in on how uh, your family is doing. Um, I also wanted to ask if you could advise any sort of support for parents and guardians when they're going through this, because I know loads of parents and guardians will sort of not know who to turn to in this time. So what would you, be your recommendations? I mean, at Essex, we have a friends and family newsletter. I would advise any person to sign up to, because um, that will give you some sort of information about what's going on at university. Um and I know other universities do that and they have sites for parents and, and that. But, you know, if, 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 you're, if you've got a well-being issue about your student, a serious well-being issue, then I would say get in touch with the university. Um, you know, obviously, as they are an adult, there are things they can't tell you. Um, but, you know, if you alert the university, then, you know, we, we can help. Yeah, I think that's that's really good advice. Universities always have something available. Um, even before university, talk to teachers 
because teachers know all of this as well. They get asked the same questions every single year, turn to them, chat to people at open days, whether it's student ambassadors, the staff, or just other people, other parents and guardians, other students that are there. They're all going through the same process. So just talk to each other, share your tips, um, listen to any advice that anyone can give you. And really just remember that there's a lot of support out there. And as we mentioned earlier, places like UCAS websites, they all have so much information. So definitely don't hesitate to sort of reach out to whoever it is. Um, and just before we finish off, I wanted to ask, um, Teresa, could you give us some sort of final words of wisdom in regards to all of this, basically? Try and support them, you know, it's going to be a great experience. It's going to be something, you know, they enjoy. Everyone will have a slightly different experience, but tell them you're there. You're you're there to support them, and you know, help them to get the most out of it. Um, you know, some students will want to join societies, others won't. You know, try and encourage them to because they'll meet other people. But try not, don't get too worried if they don't. You know, everyone's different. Some people love being social other people don't you know but as long as they can at least perhaps try and make a few friends or you know even if it's just on their their actual course then you know that that would be fine I think parents and guardians sometimes stress too much <laughs> but you know they're an adult and, and they've got some of it they've got to find their own way haven't they really Thank you so much um, for those words of wisdom and thank you for being here. I think it is, it's super important and so nice to hear your perspective as not only a staff at the university, but also as a parent who has somebody who's going through this currently and sort of, you know, you're going through that process and now you're sharing your tips um, with other parents and guardians who could really use this information um, and see your perspective. If you have any questions about this episode, don't forget to send them in via Twitter using the hashtag UnderstandingUni or send an email to outreach at essex.ac.uk. Additional resources will be posted on our website and sent to you via email if you're a registered listener. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to share with your family, friends and colleagues. The University of Essex podcast. Research, experience and information.